1: Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty. This week, I have a quick and dirty tip about the words capitulate and recapitulate, and a meaty middle about how to use colons. A listener named Chris asked why capitulate means to give up, but recapitulate means to summarize, and what a great question! Why does the meaning of recapitulate, to summarize, seem so different from the meaning of capitulate, to surrender? when the only difference seems to be the RE prefix? The answer gives us a fascinating look at how the meaning of words can change over time. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, capitulate actually does come from a Latin word that in the 700s meant to summarize. In an extension of that meaning, by the 1100s, it meant to arrange things into chapters and in fact, the same Latin word also gives us the English word chapter. Somehow, arranging things into chapters led to another extension of meaning—to arrange conditions. In the 1300s, capitulate meant to hold an assembly, and by the 1400s, it meant to stipulate in an agreement. Then, in the 1500s, capitulate and recapitulate both entered english And the OED and the Online Etymology Dictionary agree that at that time, people started using Capitulate to talk about drawing up terms, conditions, and agreements. And by the 1600s, it referred to surrendering because when you surrender, you usually write up or agree to terms of surrender. Recapitulate didn't go through the same evolution and kept closer to the earlier summarize meaning, with the re prefix adding a sense of going through something a second time to make the summary. It's an especially interesting example of language change and how meanings can evolve and diverge, how two very closely related words started out with the same meaning and eventually came to mean things that are quite different. But if you follow it step-by-step through the centuries, you can see the logic of what looks incomprehensible when you're just looking at the end result. Thanks for the question, Chris.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles on a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar? That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Our next topic is how to use colons. One of my favorite old grammar books, titled Punctuate It Right, has a wonderful name for the colon. The author calls it the mark of expectation or addition. That's because the colon signals that what comes next is directly related to the previous sentence. Often, it's almost a definition of what came before. Style guides differ significantly, though, when it comes to colons, so the most important thing is to know what style guide you should be following and what rules it recommends. The two main rules that differ are whether you can use a colon after a sentence fragment and whether you capitalize the first word after a colon. If you don't follow a specific style guide, you can pick the rules that you like best. Just be sure to use them consistently. Making your own personal style sheet is one way to make it easier to be consistent in the future. If you like a style, write it down. I'll start with the style I like best, which is APA style, the style of the American Psychological Association. In APA style, you use a colon only after a complete introductory clause. In other words, after only something that could stand on its own as a complete sentence. Squiggly has one dream, colon, becoming a chocolatier. That's correct in APA style because squiggly has one dream could be a complete sentence on its own. But squiggly bought, colon, chocolate chips, butter, and a spatula is incorrect in APA style because squiggly bought isn't a complete sentence on its own. Next, in APA style, you capitalize the first word after a colon if it's the start of at least one complete sentence, or of course if it's a proper noun. Squiggly has one dream, colon. He dreams of becoming a chocolatier. You capitalize he in APA style because it's the start of one complete sentence. He dreams of becoming a chocolatier. So in APA style, you can only use a colon after a complete sentence and you capitalize the first word after a colon when it's the start of a complete sentence. Next, let's look at the colon rules from the Chicago Manual of Style. They're similar to APA in that they allow you to only use a colon after something that could stand alone as a complete sentence. For example, it's correct to write, Grammar Girl has two favorite hobbies, colon, watching clouds and seeing how long she can stand on one foot. That's correct in Chicago style because Grammar Girl Has Two Favorite Hobbies is a complete sentence all by itself. And let's think for a minute about why we use colons. Why is it appropriate in this sentence? Notice how the items after the colon expand on or clarify what came before the colon. I referred to my favorite hobbies before the colon and then specifically named them after the colon. A quick and dirty tip for deciding whether a colon is a good choice is to test whether you can replace it with the word namely. For example, you could say, Grammar Girl has two favorite hobbies—namely, watching clouds and seeing how long she can stand on one foot. Most of the time, if you can replace a colon with the words namely or it is or they are, then the colon is the right choice. Where Chicago differs from APA style is that in Chicago style, you're only supposed to capitalize the first letter after the colon if it's the start of at least two complete sentences. If it's just one sentence in Chicago, you keep the first word lowercase. Therefore, you'd capitalize the word she in the following sentence because it's the start of a two sentence series. Grammar Girl has had many hobbies over the years, colon she, capitalized, used to love watching clouds. Today, however, she prefers to use colored pencils to fill in all the round letters she finds in magazines. But in Chicago style, you wouldn't capitalize she in she used to love watching clouds if you ended the paragraph after that sentence, because then there's only one sentence after the colon. So to summarize, in Chicago style, you use colons only after complete sentences— and you capitalize the first word after a colon only if it's the start of at least two complete sentences, or as a proper noun. Finally, let's look at associated press style. It's like APA style in that you capitalize the first word after a colon if it's the start of at least one complete sentence. The huge difference, at least in my mind, is that AP colon rules allow you to use a colon after a sentence fragment. Whereas this sentence would be wrong in APA and Chicago style, it's fine in AP style. Aardvark's moods are: colon, grumpy, and grumpier. Similarly, if you have a sentence introducing a bulleted list, AP style allows you to put a colon after a sentence fragment like this. Grammar Girl's hobbies are: colon, first bullet, skiing, second bullet, reading. Because I don't like this style, I usually add the words the following before the colon. Grammar girls' hobbies are the following, colon. It's an easy way to make a sentence fragment a complete sentence. But introductions to bulleted lists are also the place I see most people break the only put a colon after a complete sentence rule, even if they follow it everywhere else. I know it looks wrong to a lot of people to have a line before a bulleted list without a colon at the end. So, a lot of you probably like this style from AP, and that's fine, you can like it. To summarize, AP style lets you put a colon after a sentence fragment, or a complete sentence, and you capitalize the first word after a colon if it's the start of at least one complete sentence, or is a proper noun. Fortunately, there are at least a couple of colon rules on which all these three style guides agree. First, put one space after a colon— People often argue about how many spaces to put after a period. The short answer is that one space is more common these days. And the problem also comes up with colons. When people used typewriters, the style was to put two spaces after a colon. But now that almost everyone uses computers with word processing software, the common style is to put one space after a colon, just like you would after a period. Second, colons are fine after short introductory words or phrases like pros and cons that are more like titles than sentences, and after names of people in a dialogue or a transcript of a conversation. As you can see from going over all these conflicting styles, there's a good reason to decide which style you like best and write it down in a personal style sheet. If you read a lot, you'll probably see colons handled differently every day, so it's easy to get confused about which rules to follow, and being consistent in your own writing is one thing that makes it look more professional to readers. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find all my old articles and podcasts at quickanddirtytips.com. And if you've heard an ad on the show but can't remember the name of the product or the exact web address, we've made a page where you can find them all. It's quickanddirtytips.com slash offers. So I hope that'll be helpful in the future. That's all. Thanks for listening.
0: If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. The Living Room is where you make life's most beautiful memories